All right. Welcome. Welcome, everyone. And today I want to say a big welcome to Marek. I'm going to introduce him a little before I ask him to speak. Now, Marek is a martial arts instructor, a holistic wellness guide, and he has studied martial arts since 2002. He's been teaching it since 2007, when he also discovered Tai Chi and Qi Gong and begun to explore the hidden powers over the years. He's super passionate about the work he does, where he guides his students in the physical, mental, and their emotional bodies through these practices really tailored to their specific abilities and needs and using these ancient practices to help improve physical mobility, mental sharpness, and emotional awareness. Welcome, Marek. Thanks for coming onto the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Now, I want to introduce and, and say, you know, we probably have a similar passion about Qigong and about everything, energy and how to, to cultivate it, how to perceive it. So just share a little bit about your journey with energy. Is it, has it been ever since you've been doing martial arts or even before that? Like, before what's the that. relationship mm -hmm. with energy? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it was even before that. So I had um, um, gotten hold of a book called Celestine Prophecy and was when I was 20. Oh, yeah. You heard of that one. Okay. So, I have it. I have it on the shelves out there. Yeah. So that was point of my awakening. And up until then, I was like searching, looking. I was like, something's wrong with the world. I don't understand. People don't understand me. I don't understand people. Something they're not yeah. seeing. I'm, am I the only one seeing this? Am I, you know, kind of like that? a lot of people have that kind of uh, epiphany at some point. And so yeah. you know, this, I get to chapter three and they talk about energy. I'm like, Oh, oh this is, this is what I was looking for. You know? So I got super <laughs> excited about that. And, um, and uh, since then I was uh, kind of on a quest of, of figuring out like, how do I see the energy? How can I, how can I perceive it? How can I like, where do the, where do people teach about this stuff? And I was at that time, um, I come from Slovakia and uh, I spent basically most of my life, most of my uh, early, my uh, early part of my life there until 20 or so. And then I left to the UK. Um, mm. I lived in UK for a little while. So that's when I was reading that book. And, uh, you know, then the, uh, I was so curious about like the uh, energy struggles, power, power struggles uh, about for the energy between the, in, in between the yeah. relationships and all that kind of stuff. And it felt so intriguing. It was like, finally, I'm getting some answers here. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then at that similar time, I was, I was always curious about martial arts, but I haven't had an opportunity or a chance to actually start doing martial arts as a, in, as yeah. a child, because we, in town where I grew up, there was no martial arts school. And uh, the martial arts school that there was further down, I couldn't easily get to or afford it. So I was like, okay, mm. well. Anyway, so um, then I got to the UK and I started, I joined a martial arts school there, um, which was a couple years at the time, which is a, a kind of an acrobatics mm. uh, martial yeah. arts and really fun. It's because it's based off of like a dance kind of thing. And yeah. I enjoyed that, but it wasn't quite what I was looking for, even though it was a lot of fun. And then I came across Kung Fu when I came to States um mm. so i was uh my 25 i think about 25 or so when i came to states and i've been here since so uh it's that's when i started learning learning kung fu and then uh 
then as I was still exploring about energy and how how that actually ties to to the the movement and and what like where is the correlation? So I couldn't find really anyone who would explain that to me uh, well. So I just mm. like searching and kept searching and kept searching. And then I, at some point, I ended up doing a, a psychic mediumship work, uh, as in I yeah. had no idea what I was going in for, but I enjoyed that. It was pretty fun. I did the first training and it was a three or four months training or something. Um, and I mm. felt like, okay, there's a lot of energy work here that they that we did that was fun. But still, mm. how does it translate into the real life, you know? Yes. Yeah. I want to, I want to like embody the the anything that's like, Okay, I can, if I can see energy somehow, if I can perceive it somehow, how is how can I make it be helpful for me? You know, like yeah, hundred percent. You know, so that's that's hitting the nail on the head. You know, because I I mean I've come from that world of you know seeing spirits, working with spirit guides, and you know all our beautiful allies in the light realms. But a lot of times people are skeptical to believe that they exist. Number one. But number two, it's like, okay, so I'm getting all these psychic messages or impressions from the other dimensions. But what does that mean for us in real life? How does that help us right. in our day-to-day? -day? So, right. Yes, exactly. So when you read, when you got exposed to the Celestine prophecy and trying to understand energy mm -hmm. before you found martial arts, like how were you trying to experience and cultivate perception and understanding of energy like did you find any anything yeah. to help you with that yeah so the first thing that i found at that time was uh, a reiki school I so i went into reiki uh, i took the first uh, level of uh, level one reiki basically and that was very interesting and i enjoyed the teacher at the same time i felt like i didn't completely get it like I understood mm. what was what she, what she meant, uh, but at times I was I felt a little lost about exactly how she meant it because, simply said, I was very much in my analytical mind, and as you yes. know, you cannot be an analytical mind when you're trying to explore things in the realm of energy and or you can't feel things right mm. because mind is preventing mm. that right. So. Yeah. Um, and later on, as I was, as I kept exploring about things, I, I began to understand that, you know, the overthinking of things is really what's mm. what's halting that um, our ability to really perceive the energy, to feel it, yeah. just slowing down enough. And now that's what was more prominent in martial arts, because in martial arts, you really have to focus unless you like, you know, break your bone and stuff. If you do something wrong, yeah. you know, and so. I had to like really calm myself down and really just like center, you know, in order to actually do some mm. of that stuff, some of the movement physically. And that's where I started to realize that in order for me to actually feel um, the energy flow within me, like I have power, like I have control, I have to like get quiet yeah. and still and calmer yeah. and, you know, and start to connect the, the and I guess that's what some of the what some of the qigong teaches right it's like the concentration that is required for you to be fully focused on a particular object of meditation movement whatever it is yeah. like that's where the whole energy goes where your attention goes right so if you're able to maintain that focus on precisely that thing so number one is concentration 
maybe mm -hmm. number two is then okay but what where am i directing this energy what do i actually want this energy to do and that's probably where maybe the martial arts and the movements and you know where you're hitting someone or whatever like that's yeah, yeah. where it comes Okay. exactly exactly because you're channeling the energy and then you're directing it somewhere using your intent obviously uh so if you yeah. have not clear enough image then 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 the strike or the movement that you're making is also not going to be good enough in some sense like it will be weak so more power mm -hmm. more more practice you gain in the in the energy sphere of your life so you, the feeling the energy putting yourself in that state of feeling more often more power in mm. from inside out to develop you know and that yeah. takes to to the next thing is about martial arts i'll mention real quick is that at the beginning i learned obviously uh most schools and i keep saying obviously but it's not as obvious but most of the times it happens no. that most schools teach the the physical movements only they don't teach you yes. about energy work most schools and so yes. you know i kept looking for like school where i would learn something like that and there wasn't any around until I started mm. to explore into that that energy world more. And then I started yeah. finding teachers who are also martial artists and energy workers. Yeah. But you know, even Qigong, right? This word Qigong and all that we might associate with that. So maybe yes. maybe many people know Tai Chi, right? Like I grew up, I mean I'm Chinese in my heritage. So it's like, yeah, okay, we know Qigong, we know Tai Chi, but actually we know nothing about it. <laughs> but also that many <laughs> Many of the form of Qigong and Tai Chi that's around, I'm going to say right now, they also do focus on the energy component of it. So I've had some lovely and really powerful Qigong practices in the past. I, mean, I did a lot of animal forms and yes, I would feel things. I definitely felt transformation in my life, uh, in my physical body as well. And it brought up things, mm. but I guess what I'm, what I just noticed is it just wasn't the component that was focusing on perceiving the energy and what it was doing. Mm -hmm. And the same point also for other practices. So you said that you went to Reiki level one. So I'm a Reiki master as well. And what happened is I actually studied Reiki with two different teachers. Mm -hmm. And the reason right. is because the first one I studied with didn't teach me anything about actually perceiving the energy. So I learned about obviously, you know, where it came from and the history and, yes. you know, maybe hand placements and, you know, actually practically doing it yes. and trusting that something was happening. Yes. But what shifted my awareness was I received a distant Reiki session from someone else mm. and the insights that she was able to give me were so spot on. I was like, wait a second. I don't know how to do that in my Reiki. And number two, how the hell does she know that information? And so that opened my eyes to the possibility that energy is beyond time and space, number yes. one. And that's number two, like surely I'm missing some skills. Like, is that the teacher? Is that, you know, what I'm ready for? And so my point in sharing that was, even though Reiki is an energy healing practice amongst other things, I did not learn the energy component of it until my second training where it was perceiving more of the psychic senses and, you know, stuff like that. So I guess there's so many things that, you know, energy is all around us and yet nobody teaches us how to be aware of it and how to make sense of it all. Isn't that yes. funny? Yes, it is. And I feel like, you know, there's almost like a, 
I mean, not, not a conspiracy theory, but it's almost like they don't want us to know that. <laughs> like somebody wow. doesn't want us to know. <laughs> well, and, there's probably yeah. a lot of truth to that. <laughs> because right. look, I mean, look, whatever you've been doing or harnessing the Qigong to manifest and to send your energy and intention to, mm -hmm. it can really create the life you desire. It can create... Um, and allow us to be more in our power, right? And if we're yes. more in power, then, you know, the powers that be are not going to be very happy. <laughs> exactly. So tell me a bit more about how you think energy work can help people to get to know themselves more. Like, how has that been for you? And how is it going to help people to get to know themselves? Yeah, I mean, thank you. That, great question. And, and uh, I have uh, obviously been on my own journey, and that's... Uh, you know, I'm I'm my first my first student. I'm my first student. As I'm teaching classes in my school, I am the first student that check checks things out and tests things out and finds the results yeah. and decides like, okay, this works, this doesn't work. Let's change this. Let's change that. So, for me, it's been like uh, the the path that I've been on since reading the book, the Celestine Prophecy book, and finding out about energy and learning more about how mm -hmm. it works and what to do with it. I started to feel like, like you just said, you know, this something beyond like the understanding that, that there is, uh, energy doesn't abide by space and time, you know, it's just is all the time everywhere. And our, um, uh, the, the normal being in our beta frequency is, is, uh, it's, it's so, in some sense underrated from perspective of energy like there's so much more to to experience and so much more to learn when we approach life from that perspective it's like that the energy or you know talking about frequency vibration gives me uh, a different perspective on things so i start looking at okay so if someone i'm talking with and they are uh, using primarily negative words they're using um some sort of uh uh um ideas that that have to do with i don't have control over my life and i'm victim to my life etc i can feel my energy is being dragged to there i can mm -hmm. feel that i can actually pull it back if i want to or just give it to them and i know now wow. that giving it to them because they're being negative because i'm empathic if i give it to them i will i will miss that energy i will have given it to them i know i can replenish it but i know i will also feel this emptiness at that point that i will give it mm. to them and yeah. often, oftentimes what happens with that is that i'm as i'm interacting with people is that uh, some of the people are and this happened earlier on more this time not so much anymore but that some of the people are so unaware that this is happening mm that they will it's a it's a power struggle that they will like suction want this energy from me or from anyone else around because they mm. they don't know how to make their own one and it's because they're not in touch yeah. with themselves and so for me to just just watch and and perceive like how the dynamics in relationships work how the mm. dynamics between partners work how the dynamics between the co-workers work etc i mean this was like mm -hmm. i've been watching myself and how i behave with other people since i learned about energy really pretty much and then doing this yeah. martial arts martial arts allows me to use this this concept in actual physical way so when you when you're um talking with someone it's more mental and it's also emotional mm -hmm. 
in some sense, but it's mm. not as much physical. And so yeah. when I'm doing this, uh, when I'm feeling that my energy and I know like, you know, sometimes I feel more tired. I have less energy. Sometimes I feel a lot more uh, po powerful and I feel, mm. uh, you know, centered, et cetera. And I feel a lot, a lot of energy. And so it feels easier to do something physical and then making that energy, um, whether it's lower or higher, making it manifest in my body, through my body, make the movement slower, make the movement faster. It gives me um, direct um, feedback on like, yeah. am I actually doing something energetically versus just physically tiring my body? You know, so there's a mm -hmm. huge difference between, for instance, uh, pushing on someone with muscle mass and then pushing with some, at someone without muscle mass with just um, energy thought. Now, granted, you're still yeah. to someone, you're still using some muscle mass, but very little. And my students are always so surprised when I guide them through their structural components to release parts of their body completely and just feel this, this expansion contraction of the breath as their energy builds mm -hmm. up. And then I press on them and I can't push them anymore. And they're like so surprised mm -hmm. that I can't push them. Yeah. Well, it's a very physical and literal demonstration of perceiving energy, right? Because it's exactly. this invisible thing around us, but it's not invisible. It's it's felt, you know? So you can't deny the feelings yeah. you have when you're around someone. But again, right. if you cultivate that awareness... And then I think because you have the system like Kung Fu or martial arts where literally someone can experience, oh, that, that was difficult mm -hmm. or that was effortless. Mm -hmm. It gives us a very lived experience of understanding the laws of the universe and the laws of energy, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's a direct feedback. It's, it's like right there in yeah. front of you. You know, when you are, like I said, when you're interacting with someone who is, let's say, insensitive, they're, they're not sensitized to energy. Uh, some of my students will, you know, come fresh to the Tai Chi class. They say, I've never tried this. I don't know why I'm here necessarily, but I wanted to try it. Mm. Okay. So sometimes, you know, people like that are in some sense, good as well as good in sense of like, it's, it's nice to have open mind. At the same time, they a lot of times have no idea how to open up. You know, they yeah, don't yeah. know how to open <laughs> their heart. They're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Heart. It's like, like yeah, totally. go inside and open it. What do you mean? You know? And I know that because- <laughs> But isn't it fascinating how far we've come? Because I'm sure that before we read the Celestine prophecy or before in my past life, when I used to work in corporate, yeah. I would be looking at you like, what do you same mean way. like same way you know, right exactly connect connect to the guides what do you mean connect to my whatever <laughs> exactly very very good point exactly i was just gonna say that i would have done that same i would have had the same response you know because i remember mm -hmm. myself when somebody said open your mind i'm like and how exactly do i do that <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know like so the other day yeah yeah exactly but you know, the thing I tell some newbies and beginners is even if you don't think you know how, just even at the beginning, you're going to visualize and mm -hmm. imagine and mm -hmm. intend until mm -hmm. that pathway, which may be new for you, will be more open, will be more exactly. walked on, right? Because whatever number of years ago, it may have meant nothing for us, but now just snapping our fingers and we say okay let's tune into the whatever astral field 
let's tune into how do we perceive the energy around us yep. it's like just turning a knob on a yep. radio frequency a radio dial and saying yep. oh yeah we can perceive exactly. things that are not obvious. exactly um Yep. Yeah. You know, one of the things about that is like when you're doing any practice, whether it's just sitting and playing with energy or whether you're using it in martial arts, whether you uh, are, I don't know, are driving or doing whatever you're doing during the day. One of the things is that you can, you can literally um, make, once you feel something, so slowing down the breath enough so you can actually start feeling and perceiving things. But once you feel it, then you record that feeling and you probably have learned mm. this similar way or same way, maybe. Um, it, and once you recorded that feeling that you'd had before, you just go back to that feeling. You just recall it over and over. Mm -hmm. And now you've created mm -hmm. neural pathways. And now, like you said, it's a, a turn of a knob or, or a flip of a switch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the inventory of feelings that I have to refer to since I was immersed in this very intense Qigong training, mm -hmm. ugh, like I was like inundated with energies, you know, for 21 days straight, I say, and it's like, it's amazing, but everyone needs to do their practice. Everyone needs to do their own practice of connecting for themselves. Okay, how do I replicate? How do I bring that feeling back? Mm -hmm. Okay, what are the resistances in myself that bring me out of concentration? Like one of the main things for me sometimes, at the beginning, it was the physical body. I just couldn't actually sit for that long of a time. Oh, yes. And then later it was like, oh, you know, you start thinking about what am I going to have for breakfast? What am I going to do today? Yes. And that would also take yeah. me out of concentration. So this practice in whatever way we choose to express it, you know, for you, maybe it's martial arts. For me, maybe it's healing and teaching work. Mm -hmm. We really need to have that dedication to knowing why we do this mm -hmm. and why it's important, like that whole alignment to ourselves. So has this helped you to come more aligned on your path of expression on your path on your purpose path how has it helped you to really know what you're here to do in this lifetime yes um the answer is absolutely yes and uh if you known me you know before as in even several years ago um there was a lot more um timidness in me and and uh you know i would be like not wanting to talk to people most of the time and mm. and then when I talk to people, I wanted to make myself look good because I thought mm. that I wasn't good enough, you know. So um, <clears throat> at this point, it's it's uh, I've I've done a lot of work uh, with my own psyche, with the inner child, with shadows, and um, whatever you refer to as well. That you know where where you just learn about yourself. Where you, I mean, I'm just starting to accepting myself is like the biggest gift, and and to have. Mm this this um um to lead me from from this i'm not not aware of like um my my being completely like i i was aware like you could tell um i understood certain things certain ways i didn't practice a lot of things a lot of, for a long time i was aware i was learning things but i didn't practice anything and so as soon mm -hmm. as i started practicing i started to transform yeah. Yeah, the practice is basically the actual tool to transform. And so my transformation came yeah. from, from, you know, growing up as, as uh, somebody who was in victim mentality most of his life and who was, mm -hmm. who was um, you know, always uh, looking at the world through lack and like, mm -hmm. you know, misfortune or whatever else, because that was the default in which I grew up. And 
mm. or my being has grown grown up and uh mm. and uh, so so as i'm learning through through the, the energy and uh allows me to I get further insights as I, as I raise my energy, I get mm -hmm. further insight and further insights and further insights. And so basically it's like growing. And so every time I learn about something, of course, uh, the uh, search or seeker in me wants to test it out. Does that really work? You know? <laughs> and so yeah. as I learn it, as I, as I um, test it out, I'm transforming myself. So I literally have changed my identity when I, when I, uh, I went back home after several years and met some with some of my um uh classmates from old school and I, and I was thinking to myself they are still exactly the same they have not changed for 25 years you know and and I'm looking at my and myself that I was similar to how they are mm -hmm. and that was for yeah. me was like oh my god I did so much work you know, yeah. so constant transformation is really the thing. And so my my goals around where is this taking me? I mean, I think, uh, you know, essentially a transcendence to just being this and whether I'm in a physical body or not doesn't necessarily make difference. So, and then while mm -hmm. I am in a physical body, it's, it's going to be, uh, I'm going to be doing my best to continue to learn and um, share my knowledge, what I learn with other people. Yeah. Well, look, I definitely have that same curiosity in me. Like I, I always, I identify my archetypal me and even, you know, my ideal client, it's the seeker, right? The truth seeker, the soul seeker, yeah. whatever seeking I've traveled the world. Like when I used to work in corporate, cause I worked for an airline, I literally traveled the world. And I think that was a very physical way for me to express this desire to learn and really weave in and really receive lots of information different energies in different places and things that you're imprinting on your consciousness because you have a desire mm. now that being said you know, one of the things that I very strongly vividly remember from Sifu and from you know teacher is he says you are choosing the rate of your transformation Mm. you choose how quickly you actually want to evolve and grow mm. and so if we are comfortable in our environment and we're fine sitting in our mess you know side note probably people don't even know that they're in a mess yes. you know if you're fine in it then you don't have to this is not for everyone yes and so I really like bringing that to the forefront to let people know you're completely in control of how fast you want to change and transform, but not only that, but to evolve, mm -hmm. right? The direction of the change has to be, you know, up or ascension, you know, if you like that word, but it's to evolve and evolve implies that there's a betterment, a betterment in yourself and a betterment for the energy around you. Mm -hmm. So that's why I said like for you to have the concentration, the discipline in what you mm -hmm. do, it's like, you have so. to be committed to it yeah yes. otherwise commitment you know Absolutely. it's not for mm. so let's talk about yeah commitment so what's your what's your daily practice look like like how does it look an average day of doing your practices and weaving that into your every day mm, yes now uh before i uh share some of the pieces that i that i practice uh i will say some tools I use every day, uh, some tools I don't. And mm. um, 
tools, meaning, for instance, uh, whether it's a Tai Chi practice, Qigong practice, journaling, um, whether it's uh, listening to a book or reading a book or learning from a video or going to a workshop, those are all tools to me. So uh, some of some of the tools, obviously, are breath work or meditation, et cetera. Some of the tools yeah. I use daily and or couple times, three times a day, or, and, um, you know, some days, some of the tools I won't use. So uh, kind of looking at it from perspective of what do I feel like? So my, one of my things that I, um, I've been paying attention a lot more to within the last, uh, a little over two years, specifically, it has been um, authenticity. And just mm -hmm. being authentic means that my, uh, naturally, for instance, if I'm feel, starting to feel like my energy is dropping, I would want to stay positive to overwrite that negativity. Mm. But then, you know, I thought to myself, I'm actually acting out of fear that somehow that negativity is going to take over me. So yeah. I actually have control over that. Never mind that, you know, so uh, just retraining the mind processes constantly. And so typically how my day starts is I uh, wake up, I, um, you know, uh, whatever is uh, I take a shower, whatever, and then I uh, go to meditation. Sometimes I just do meditation right away, kind of depends on the day. And uh, um, night before that, I set my intentions into before I go to sleep as to like what I'm going, what I'm still working on and what I, where I want to go or what interests me. And then, you know, show me how this, how this best applies in my life. Okay. So asking kind of a meditation, kind of a prayer. So setting the intent um, to, to guide me through. And then in the morning, I, um, sometimes when I write it down, I'll reread it to remind myself if I don't remember if I remember, I'll just yeah. uh, go straight into meditation and um, just allow whatever is happening. So that will be the first thing uh, other than, like I said, the showering or whatever else. Then um, making sure that I get some, obviously, food, et cetera, to make sure uh, I can last through the through the classes that I teach pretty much almost every day. So I have a couple of days off mm -hmm. mornings, but other than that, I teach almost all the time. So and then go and teaching and then when I, you know, before I go to class, I uh, use my uh, own energy. I take a moment. I expand the light into the room where I'm going to be. Yeah. So sending the um, sending the light energy through. And then every person that's coming through, um, internally, I will say, thank you for coming in to, to be here mm -hmm. and uh, sharing this. And then just as the class starts, we bow to each other and I say, thank you for being here every time. So that's uh, just to my acknowledgement of, of gratitude to um, continue to lifting my and their energy because gratitude is one of the, mm -hmm. one of the spaces that I feel is super important to, to uh, um, just throw out there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as the day goes on, um, you know, make sure that I'm plenty, uh, sustained so have uh, good enough food or whatever and i make sure to eat lighter foods again this is something that everybody has to do their work, homework about is uh, mm. whatever blood type you have whatever um uh body physiology whatever uh habits you have from from childhood about eating etc 
and whatever find whatever works best for you is the right uh, nutrients that that the body needs and uh just to make sure again i, I eat because Sure, I can enjoy the food, but I eat because mostly is because it sustains me. <laughs> yeah. So it I mean, I do day. love food. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Like sometimes, you know, when it is just, oh, it's just food. But, you know, again, listening to the body, sometimes I'm in the grocery mart, uh, the grocery store, and I'm literally standing in front of the veggies. Mm, no, nah, don't want that. Mm, no, nah. it's like the body's actually telling me what I want to eat and, and what I don't want to eat. And that's perfect. Again, we are also different and also unique. You know, when I'm teaching my classes, it's the same thing. I tell when students ask me exactly like, how do you do this? How do you do that? I can never give the same answer to two people. It's going to be similar in some sense, but always it's going to be something different than one person catches from whatever I'm saying than the other person. You know, so watching for that, that's like a big part of my teachings is that I try to approach as many students as there may be in a class. I try to approach as, as them as individuals because everybody needs something slightly different. And that was something 100%. that we're all, yeah. we're all that was something I was totally missing from my life, you know, when I was growing up and it was cookie cutter um, back in uh, yeah. uh, Slovakia. At that time when I was growing up, it was uh, socialism. And so mm-hmm. very boxed like mentality and just this is you stand in line. This is what you do. This is what you don't do. You know, yeah. I, was like, I don't like that. So, well, it's yeah. an excellent point. Like, so my, my cultural background is Chinese. So my parents would have grown up in communism. Yeah. Exactly. And in the exploration of getting to know myself and all the patterns of energies that are present, there's a lot of that that's so embedded in our yes. genetic DNA as well, exactly. as well as our spiritual lineage, but we'll get to that. But even from our childhood and the conditions and the energetic patterns that are there, it 100% affects the belief systems and our ways of mm, moving, expressing, duplicating that energy without even knowing it, without even knowing it. Um, And so a lot of the limiting beliefs of how they also saw abundance or needing to work hard or what kind of things to be valuable and uh, worthy in society So, you know, making that shift to this kind of work and I left my beautiful lush corporate career and doing this, like there was a few years where I think my dad, my dad had to bless him. He had the funniest question. He's like, so what exactly do you do? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's just fascinating to see things not really landing for them in a way that makes sense because all the sense that they know is you do this if you have this result you study you go to school you have a good job you should get married then you have kids and it's like this cookie cutter it's old script yeah i call it yeah yeah so tell us so for you you know you said that in doing your practices and training in the last years it's been a way to explore yourself so all of these revelations about your own patterns and things that you are reconditioning. Mm -hmm. Now, would you say it's simply by doing the Qigong and martial arts, did it come to you as insights? Like how do you personally receive the insights that then guide you into this transformation? How do you receive the insights and information to help you to transform? Um, I would I would give it a, a name of channeling. I think that's uh, you know I, I feel I feel that this uh, word that best describes what I feel what I'm feeling about this 
is that I know that when my energy is lower and I act from my intellect only, I'm not as smart. Yeah. You know, it's like I can't come <laughs> up, I can't come up with almost anything that that's that's worthy of of you know just you know I like scratch my he- head. It's like, what well, does it even make sense? You know. So I I know that when I'm connected, yeah. when my energy is high, and I'm I'm at that point I'm channeling. So I would say channeling really pretty much. Excellent. That, yeah, yeah. That I feel mess. Uh, I sometimes I feel. Um, um that's hard to say how, how to so sometimes i'll get image like a picture in my mind to do mm. something or or not do something you know or yeah. um or i get words sometimes i see a, a literal word or uh um i just mm-hmm. feel like you know what this feels right this does not feel right so channel yeah let's say yeah, beautiful. And we're going to do a practice right together on that. So I guess before we we do that, the receiving of information also for me has been really interesting to understand. It's like, how do we actually get information yeah. and sharing with people that everybody has the ability to do it. Everybody has the ability to receive. They're just not shown how to do it because, you know, we don't learn about that in mainstream school. So was it was it difficult for you to learn to open to these senses when you started to become more aware to them? Yes. Hard yes. <laughs> Super difficult. Yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> because because you know, being so analytical and intellectual with with it because uh, in my in my previous world obviously was more of that what counts is as something that's tangible, something that's realistic anything else doesn't count you know if it's air if it's yeah. energy if it's not tangible you, it doesn't count and so like well how yeah. how how it can that be i mean that doesn't make sense yeah, yeah, also yeah. at the same time that's how it's functioning so one of the things that i did um uh, three four years ago was it now i went to this place called vibravision i don't know if you've heard of that before or not mm-hmm. vibravision is a, a, a company it's a place in uh, utah u.s um mm-hmm. Ogden, Utah in US, where there's a couple of brothers who had um learned practices in Indonesia that are not mm-hmm. shown to Westerners, and they learned some of them mm-hmm. as Westerners there years ago. And now they've been teaching yeah. these practices, and it's basically one of the things that they teach is to learn how to see blindfolded. So you get oh, yeah. blindfolds on, you get blindfolds yeah. on, and now you're supposed to see stuff. But of course, your mind mm. is telling you, you can't see anything. Mm. But they teach mm. you that you go to your heart, you connect, you trust, you mm. let go. Mm. And being in that state, they guide you, you know, it's longer than what I just described, but that's the basis of it. Yes, of and you get into that state. And when you're in that state, you just know. You don't know how you know, you just know. And so there mm. was one of the practices that was, I have a video of this quite fascinating, is that, there's a, we practice in a pair um, and the person is standing across from me and there is, they have this, uh, when we were practicing was this yellow bean bag and they can put the yellow mm. bean bag anywhere in this location, like here or mm. here or here yeah. or here. And I'm supposed to, with my blindfolds on, I'm supposed to scan that space. I can't see absolutely anything there. These blindfolds are like mm-hmm. so strong. Anyway, so I'm like scanning supposed to be scanning mm. but not with my eyes obviously because they're closed and and blindfolded 
but with my third eye. Mm -hmm. So going into your third eye, you can see everything around basically 360. Yeah. Right. And so with that third eye seeing and with feeling the space within you from your heart, I was able yeah. to pinpoint exactly where this bag is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, incredible. And I wasn't wrong for seven times in a row. Yeah. Incredible. I only it? made mistake. I only made mistake when I started to think, I wonder if I can like feel from my palm where it is. And that's when I made mistake. Mm. I started thinking. Mm. Isn't yeah. that fascinating? Yeah. It's super incredible. <laughs> and you know, clear cognizance or knowing is, is I think it's, it's kind of my most obvious sense. And right. uh, because that was my, my access sense, my first sense that was most obvious I actually had a lot of doubt in the beginning. It's like, mm. how can that be true? How do I know that? Like I can look at someone and yeah, exactly. And I can look at someone and just get information about you mm -hmm. without knowing you. Right? like this is, I used to love people watching because literally I would just look at someone and kind of tell you what they're feeling, what their energy is like. And but this is way before I did any energy training. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. now I actually like no I have to actually not be looking at everything because it's energy and information overload yes. but it becomes very powerful as a tool to use on your everyday to know when to trust people um, how to know if a business deal is a good one you know when you should do something like that trust in yourself and what you're most guided to do for your highest good like it becomes you know a lot more powerful absolutely um yeah so i guess just to support what you're saying it was a hard yes it was difficult you know yes. to, to really hard. trust ourselves yes super yeah. hard yeah four years okay so yeah, exactly well i'm still learning i'm still opening yes. my senses as well it is easier though but it is still definitely learning yeah i'm still learning so yes. i'm still learning to sense and see energies behind me it's uh -huh. not as clear as what's in front of me Okay. And uh, when I was doing some of these practices recently, I, I realized that, you know, even in my egg shape aura in my bubble, I can feel a lot more of it in front of me, yes. but it's not as filled out in the back. It's not as mm. filled out in the back. And it's like, oh, you know, it's almost, again, my own patterns of, oh, it's not safe to go behind or mm -hmm. something's gonna, I don't know. So it's like some patterns still to change our linear thinking of, Yes, we can see with the eyes in the back of my mm -hmm. head. You know? <laughs> mm -hmm. uh -huh. And you know what? May I something add something real quick to that? Is that is that because we have the eyes to confirm our reality in front, we don't have the eyes at the back of the head. So whatever is behind us is a lot more um, hazy in some sense, or, or like we don't trust that we can see backwards. And the funny mm -hmm. thing about that is that when I was at this VibroVision place, and I did not have eyes. I had to learn to look, to look all around. And when mm. they put us later on, when they put us into an obstacle course with blindfolds on, that was yeah. a whole other thing. You know, you really need to have wow. your eyes behind you. And yeah, so it's incredible. Do, it is so much fun. It's what would you do? You extend your awareness backwards. And you probably already know that as you're practicing this stuff. So you just extend mm. the awareness backwards. And it, as you said, it's it's more difficult specifically for us the 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 um analyzers and because mm -hmm. the eyes are in front and that's the analyzing tool that we used to use if we had eye or eyes at the back of our head we wouldn't question that but we do because we yeah. don't have eyes at the back so it's just relearning yeah. the pattern of of 
it's okay not to have eyes at the back and you can still see. Yeah, exactly. It makes me think of, you know, I don't know if you've watched these cheesy Chinese and Kung Fu movies where they blindfold you and you've got a sword and you got to like yep. hit that little round thing <laughs> that's like impossible to get, yeah. and, you know, like that kind of sensing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. When we do, uh, there's a practice in Wing Chun Kung Fu called Chi Tao and uh, it's basically uh, translates loosely as sticky hands as in you touch mm -hmm. hands basically and then you move around just sensing the other person's pressure and energy and you are blindfolded yeah. you can be with your eyes mm -hmm. open but doing it with your eyes closed basically sensitize you to what you're supposed mm -hmm. to be doing or feeling and then you also learn yeah. it with your eyes open and or closed either way but that's also mm -hmm. you know well i'll you... have to get more of these tips from you to <laughs> how to extend my eyes yeah all right so let's do a little, a little fun thing so maybe we'll start with okay is there a topic is there an intention that you'd like to get more insights about so you can even use the one that you know you might have written in your journal before sleep so if you want to share you're welcome to if not you can just uh, keep that in mind and then what i'll do is um i'll just channel some sounds and i'd love for you to just open your senses, your third eye or your heart mm -hmm. to receive a message and however you express it or however you receive it. And then, yeah, like feedback and, and just, yeah, see see how that goes for you. Would you be open okay. to that? Um, absolutely, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to decide if I'm gonna share something or not. So, um, Yeah, sure. Let's do this. Let's. Uh, so, I one of the practices that I'm uh, journaling about is identifying all of my subconscious uh, limiting beliefs. And so, oh, the big one, all, <laughs> all of them. Yes, I want them all out. So, um, and uh, I've identified quite a few. So, I'll open myself to finding a, a anything else that's more prominent that I need to get uh, get to next. And okay. not saying not saying to get rid of, but to get to. And it to be aware of it to work with it kind of thing so beautiful perfect so you hold that in your sphere of awareness yep i will just grab the crystal it feels like it wants to come in and i'll show you after and so i'm just informing and allowing my guides to show up the ones that need to and we'll just see what energy comes through. And so just parking your conscious mind to the side because probably you'll be thinking what kind of weird signs, sounds is Katara making. So you're welcome to keep your eyes open, but if you want to just drop in and feel, that's also really good. I will do that. And we ask that the guides bring through messages that are relevant for Marek, but also for anyone who's listening because obviously there's, you know, law of resonance and things going on. And there must be gifts for all and in this information. And just allowing the sounds to speak to whatever level it needs to. Maru, maru, maru. 
Well, was How cool. was that for you? Mm. <laughs> what happened? I got goosebumps for about two minutes straight at the beginning. So um, that was great. Uh, definitely felt the energy shifting. So it hit my heart most, I would say. Um, the pressure that I felt most was right around my heart. So um that's always a you know good affirmative sign for me to uh trust that whatever i'm receiving is is what i'm needing <laughs> mm, um yeah one of the things i think that i'm piecing together as as we speak right now a little bit that i felt is um um judgment piece uh this, mm. that uh, was a lot of uh, a lot of that came from a default um in my uh family and and karma mm. basically and uh, uh limiting belief i think around the fact that i don't know that i can escape that one kind of thing and as mm. i feel the heart opening or that i can get out of that one so as i feel the heart opening and um i feel a possibility so Mm. Or what's yeah, it was very. I, I've never made sounds like that before. I have to say, I know that I say each time I make different sounds, and I do. Uh -huh. But that kind of um, I don't even know what you call it, but that undulation and those specific, I've never made those sounds. So I was just like, okay, I don't know, you know, what it's exactly so cool. this is. It's so cool. I I love the um uh the the voice that's the that your voice is beautiful. A, B, the notes that are coming out, that were coming out at this time were just so randomized and 
and connected succinct well that it was like yeah. wow <laughs> i think that's one of the reasons why i felt the goosebumps is because i was truly feeling like i'm appreciating this from a musical standpoint being a musician myself as well as from like how the energy oh is. yeah you know oh that's very fascinating oh i'd love to hear more about that like because i'm so not musical i don't know okay. how to read music i don't understand music you know like even how it goes like how how does that i don't even know how that all works so how does it feel from um or what's your reflection from a musical standpoint like how things were pieced together in the melody how does that feel so um typically at least let me say it this way so like jazz music doesn't have much of a repetition in it it's con constant circular kind of a rhythm right there is no three times this or four times this and two times that there's yeah. no pattern like what you did basically there is no pattern so i would ascribe it more of like a jazzy kind of thing at the same time mm. it's not because one other thing about that, that, and I love jazz, just so, and so one other thing around that is that in jazz, the, the notes are so er erratic and, mm. and they all make sense together. And this mm. was, this was in some sense, different way, different sense, some sense it was similar to that. So mm. my soul is actually, my soul is actually like appreciating this truly. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, you know, cause like, where was that coming from? And and some of the words that you used sound sounded like words from my native language. Yeah, I'll come to that and I'll speak about that after you finish. So, yeah. So, so regarding the 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 sounds and the music and how it connects, I I mean mm. I, you know, you're using the the half notes, the full notes, the, in such a random way, and they still connecting just makes a beautiful melody out of that. That's that's mm. so cool. I don't even know what a half note is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's why, you know, that's interesting to have come like, so this is my expression of the light when I feel yeah. the light imprinting and streaming. Yeah. You know, right now my expression is on using the hands, you know, in a way that you were reading with a beanbag was. When I move my hands, it's like I'm moving through the dimensions and actually sensing and receiving information translate it through the medium which is right now just my vocal cords mm -hmm. and so you said about the sound sounding like your native language so i'm sure that each of us perceiving how energy comes through what happens is everybody will get the information they need up to or at the level they need to receive and to their resonance right so for you you resonated and connected with it being like the native sounds of your language and because I didn't know those sounds, right, mm -hmm. what I was getting as I was doing the sounds, <clears throat> I very much felt the art. I felt it had to do with the energy of, I guess, I wouldn't use the word karmic, but kind of ancestral. So where mm -hmm. you come from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so like kind of family, but not. It was more ancestral is the word that I was getting. And it was about inviting more softness, more acceptance. It was like a little lullaby, like telling mm -hmm. you everything is, is fine. Mm -hmm. And also that there's beauty even in the shadows, right? Even in the thing that, yes, it was a limiting thing, whatever it is, a limiting energy. Mm -hmm. 
the wound is where the light enters, right, Rumi. It's like the wound of whatever that condition or pattern is relating to your childhood and your ancestry is going to turn into your gift. Mm -hmm. So whatever right. that energy was doing, like that was what it was kind of feeling. It was feeling like returning to that innocence and cradling of that innocence of the purity of that energy because nothing is good or bad it's just related right. and relative to each other and to really mm, transform and evolve the shadow pieces into your gifts that's what i was getting in that transition fascinating that's awesome yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah at one point uh, yes, so... words went, so at one point that words meant uh I am, you are, and then later on there was the word we are. Yeah, yeah. To me, to me that was just connecting the. It, there's no difference between all those. It's yeah, yeah. That was the message. Yeah. Of that. Wow. So it's like don't, don't try to separate anything. Just accept things mm. as, as they are. Mm. Whole. Yeah, and. This is a message for everyone as well, right? We are all unique, but we're all holding individual pieces. And yet we are all same, same, different reflections, expressions of the light. Um, thank you for receiving that and my expression and in sharing your story. Like I think the purpose of sharing our stories as well is to let everyone know that yes, we change and we go through the difficult things in how to evolve and that we each have our own path. You know, nothing's gonna look the same for anyone, is it? Yes, very much so. Anything else you wanna share to the listeners or to your audience before we sign off? Any pearls of wisdom you wanna give people? <laughs> um, being authentic, really. I mean, for, for me, it comes down to a lot of that. Just. Uh, allowing yourself you know when you struggle because struggles are going to come and so when you struggle just know yeah. that it's just a part of where you are at this point allow it to be what it is if it's messy allow it to be messy don't make it worse like don't put you know kerosene on top of in a fire but mm -hmm. um, feel what you feel allow it to be there um, it will dissipate at some point and celebrate yeah. celebrate celebrate um, your your being here just uh, every day you know there's something that's that's special in some sense or just make it special you know whatever it is and yeah, find, find totally. authentic expression in that so that's yeah, about. i love it so good well thank you marek for being on the show i'm going to include all of marek's links in the show notes so you can where you can find him on youtube and all the social media and learn about his practices i think especially if you are into martial arts or tai chi like bringing this dimension of energy cultivation it was just going to amplify your practice and help you align to who you are so i'm going to share all of that and it was such a pleasure to speak with you and to share our stories hopefully i'll see you again here because i think absolutely. we have more to explore <laughs> yeah, absolutely thank you so much Katara. all right for your time thank you thank you for being here yeah take care